Welcome to Car Magazine's F1 preview show. We are chatting about the Monaco Grand Prix, which will take place uh, on Sunday. And I've got uh, Connor Edwards, our editorial intern, and the main guy, uh, Leigh Leatherin, the Car Magazine editor. And we're just going to be chatting about what we think is going to happen at Monaco and a little bit about what has happened in the season so far. Um, yeah, so let's, let's get into it. So, guys, firstly, um, there will be fans at this weekend's race. Uh, it is the first street race in Formula One since 2019, and that's because uh, the Grand Prix last season was cancelled due to, to COVID. Uh, the first time since, I think, about 1954. Wow. Uh, do you think that the presence of fans is going to make a difference? Um, is it going to help the drivers? Is it going to sort of create a bit of a mood? What do you guys think? Monaco's always been like very glitz and glamour. Um, it's a lot about, as much about the fans as is about the racing. Um, so not having fans there is, is kind of strange because it's, it's such an atmospheric race. Um, all the parting, all the boats, mm. everything. So <laughs> You sound like you've been there. Yeah, well, I'd love to. Um, I think it'll make a big difference. It'll be far more entertaining to, to, to sort of watch. It's a bit boring not looking at spectators. It's just There's no vibe even yeah. you know, through TV. So there won't be, it won't be obviously full, full sort of um, like capacity. There'll be around forty percent. Um, there a couple of the, uh, well, a former winner of um, the, the Monaco GP, um, Mr. Fernando Alonso. Mm. He's driving for Alpine, which we know has always been known as Renault. Um, they've, they've, the team has come off two good results. Uh, they did well in the Iberian Grand Prix, so in Portugal and Spain. And he's saying that he's not 100% committed to the car in that he knows that he can push it into a corner and it will react in the way that he thinks it's going to sort of like react. Um, what do you make of the start to um, um, Fernando's season back in Formula 1? Yeah, it's definitely been kind of interesting, isn't it? The way that uh, Formula 1 almost wanted him back to kind of create some more buzz towards the season of racing and everything else. I mean, if I'm not... Um, mistaken on Formula One funding some of his funding some of his yep. paycheck yes uh, which is definitely interesting um, he's been interesting in that he's shown moments in qualifying and in free practice every now and then where he's been really quick um, but then I think later on in the race perhaps it's a fatigue thing or whatever else but yeah he's he generally drops down uh, the finishing order towards kind of the end so so from a fairly decent beginning of, of sort of mid-pack then all of a sudden he's fighting for the last of those kind of mid-pack positions sort of coming in 16th 17th but it's 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 a very similar scenario to where Sebastian Vettel seems to be in that he's not fully committed to the Aston Martin car I don't think and um, yeah interesting to see whether Monaco because it's a little bit of a tighter circuit definitely and it favours cars that are that are more with handling, more with downforce. Um, whether those cars can't uh, supersede the power deficit, let's say, and come and come a little bit further up the grid. Absolutely, and and we saw at Barcelona, which is generally the the litmus test, the sort of yardstick to see where the teams are, uh, are sort of ranked in terms of um, of pace. 
Um, and Alonso did say that he was sort of happy where Alpine, you know, sort of finished in that in, the, um, in that race. Um, another former winner has also spoken, uh, in fact, uh, a couple of days ago, um, Daniel Ricciardo um, and Lando Norris drive for McLaren, and they unveiled a, a special livery for cool this livery. weekend's race. Yeah, cool. Connor, what do you what, yeah. what do you make of it? Um, it's very cool. I always, whenever I look at the McLarens, I look at that. Um, that tobacco, that, that views logo that they've got going. Um, that's a very interesting topic. What is that? Is that so, basically so views is, views is a twist. tobacco? Okay. Views is twisp, essentially, as far as I know. Um, they're sort of taking over twisp. Mm. Um, which is, which, you know, we back in the 80s and 90s with Marlboro cars and the camel cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tobacco advertising was kind yeah, of... Yeah, it, it was a huge funding. A big part of F1. Um, and then that got dropped um, and then we started seeing the mission winnow thing with Ferrari I mean even the barcode car was Marlboro advertising essentially um, mm. but now there's plain day like nicotine advertising on a car mm. um, it seems like they have managed to sort of skirt the yeah, rules yeah. but I mean Formula 1 is exactly that it is exactly it's that. about looking at the rule book and yeah. seeing it's how about you can, not, not only the exactly, engineers well. exactly <laughs> But um, the golf, the golf livery car, which walks yeah. back to the founder, yeah. Bruce, Bruce McLaren. So yeah. I mean, it's um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, I think that Lando has told sort of Zach Brown that it's the coolest car on the circuit. I know uh, Lando will also be uh, sporting a, a, a helmet design with sort of with the old helmet with a throwback sort of um, that design. That's great. Um, Lando is Lando's really great. His helmets are so Lando cool. is great with his helmets. His right? helmets yeah. I mean, are cool. My favorite one definitely was one of the first limited edition ones that he did, which was, I think, penned by... As a kid. A small child, yeah. a small yes. kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a senior old. Like, but it, but it really looked great. It yeah. was like, yeah. it was definitely one of the better ones that I've seen. Yeah. Even, even, even when the guys are doing the night races and they go for that, that uh, sequence, very shiny yes. type of helmet, yeah. this one looked far better. And I was like, I think you should just keep that helmet for the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. So I know that, that Zach Brown has said that they're probably just going to run the this particular livery at monaco um talking about norris he's uh fourth in the championship at yeah. the moment he's behind Valtteri yeah, Bottas. i think um he, he, he had a stupendous start to the season he finished on the podium in the first two races um which was a surprise because daniel ricardo obviously the more um experienced driver was yeah. being outwitted outsmarted by the the, um, the sort of younger brit yeah. Uh, talk about that partnership and how it's, it's gone this season. So look, from my side, I'm a huge Danny fan. Mm -hmm. I mean, having had the chance to meet him in 2019 oh, and please. have a yeah, have a have a fantastic interview with him. Maybe we can show some footage of that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was actually filming in in. Um, the paddock and I wasn't actually allowed to only found out the day later that yeah. any unsanctioned cameras or is completely sort of sounds frowned like, upon. Sounds like Danny yeah. Rick running through the pits with the Mercedes garage. I'm not surprised that you aren't in jail in Montreal, you know, like, yeah. like all this day because I mean Formula One are notorious for, you know, sort of clamping down on, oh, on sure. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. For sure. No, no. Look, I mean, ultimately it's actually makes sense because the, the, uh, the broadcasters pay massive money for yeah. the rights to the footage of the interviews and of speaking to the particular drivers yeah. and then and then there was me just a complete newbie just walking <laughs> around with my phone camera the top <laughs> <part>. <laughs> filming everything so um after 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 one or two um 
shouty moments with some security. I, I, I figured out that I shouldn't do that. But um, anyway, back to Mr. Danny Rick. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic guy. And I think <clears throat> in, it's very, very sort of interesting, his timing, the way that he moved from Renault, obviously. And the rules this year in terms of um, uh, what's it, the practice and... Um, uh, the practice days before the season meant that he 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 really had a couple of hours in the car, yeah. uh, whereas the previous season he probably would have had you know double uh, the testing time. So it was probably inevitable that that he was going to take three or four races to to just settle into the new car and 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 find you know that that famous late braking that uh, he's so good with. Um, but I think he's coming right now. He was he was fairly solid in the last race. But yeah, Lando is definitely keeping him honest in terms just his just his sheer pace and his his sheer you know youngsters just just have more pace they just are carefree yeah. they just go for it and Lando definitely has definitely has that yeah. on his side but where I think he's been great is that he hasn't been making mistakes either he hasn't been flying off the road out of you know sort of like okay. a young Max was yeah so Lando's Lando's a real real prospect for the future it's been interesting because. When um, when Ricardo moved to to McLaren, you sort of have this now young driver and then very experienced driver, and we used to sort of situation where the young driver is learning from the experienced driver, um, and is is sort of the secondary driver, mm. um, you know, as they race and get better. But Norris is showing him up yeah. at the moment, and That's Norris kind of is, the other way Norris is more used to the car, of course. Um, and that does play a big role um, in just being comfortable and confident in the car. But I mean, four races in, three races in. And it does make us think about the partnership between Sebastian Vettel and Daniel Ricciardo. And when Ricciardo was, you know, uh, putting in much better performances in the Red Bull at the time, and there was yeah. a lot of yeah. pressure on at that time the four-time world champion to to not let this youngster, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly to up his game so um yeah i think that's definitely a, a, a fair point the the amount of testing that the guys did in in, in bahrain wasn't sufficient uh, especially coming short. into a new car mm -hmm. and i know that alonso even last year managed to get into that young driver's test <laughs> yeah. you know i mean just the, the it's quite controversial, i mean the, uh, the the sort of doors that opened for that guy <laughs> you know you'd sweet he's sort of like co-owner of the formula one brand <laughs> yeah. um it just probably does show that He's such a massive force in motorsport all over the world. I mean, you know, mm. he's he's won you know several you know different types of of disciplines as well. Well, um, look, I mean, you've I mean, you've obviously um, spent some time with him when yeah, you were, yeah. when he was doing his rally adventures. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we a couple of journos um, spent time with him in, in the northwest when he sort of did some stuff in the South African cross country championship. And that oh, was ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were driving. They, they, they the guinea fowl, the, the windscreen smashed. I mean, um, Mark Homer was, was driving with him. And I think they, they, because they've never driven in like sort of Africa before, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were driving with like this cracked windscreen. They should have just kicked the bloody thing out. Um, and that's what they were told to do. Um, and then obviously, you know, he went to, to Dakar and, and, and did pretty well, I think, um, considering it was his, his first time. Eh? I must say, definitely, watching him go through that sort of a journey makes you want to kind of see him do well, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I mean, I've always obviously been a huge fan from the Renault V10 era where he was a two-time world champion. But then 
going on that kind of journey with him through um, WEC, obviously the World Endurance Champs, which was relatively easy because I mean they had the quickest car and and it was it, and it always seemed to be a case of um, will it be their team winning or will it be the other team winning yeah. within yeah. within yeah. Toyota? Yeah. But uh, watching him kind of battle his way through Dakar and I mean wasn't it even on the first hill of the first stage where he just kind of just super keen mm. and he just <laughs> caught air and just went flying over the hill. Yeah. I mean, I just think that was, that's something that I probably would have done in the car. So, yeah. so I can kind of relate to him. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> with Dakar, when we spoke to, to, to Markoma and because I mean, that was really uh, Alonso's um, sort of cheat book, you know, that he, because I mean, Markoma obviously, you know, so experienced, yeah, right? exactly. He's, he's won so many times on, on the bike and also, um, he set up the course in previous years as well, so, you know. Um, but, but definitely, I mean, chatting to um, Janil de Villas, it was a, a case of, of slow and steady. And I think Alonso had more of a gung-ho, like, approach to, yeah. to Dakar. But, I mean, he finished it, you know, which in itself is... is it's a huge achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, James, just a call on, uh, on Alonso's career. Should he have come back into Formula 1? Connor, what do you say? Sometimes you've got to sort of just call it when you're doing well but <laughs> who knows I mean he's been like he's been doing well in all these other disciplines so you know he might just be warming up yeah yeah I think I know where your sort of starts he's on, <laughs> on Alonso <laughs> I love him so I mean it's um and I mean also just having such a big name guy returning yeah. to this to the sport brings with with it all of his fans and so much more media focus on that team mm. which is clearly what they were going for with the rebranding from Renault Sport to yeah. to Alpine, much like with Haas and getting Schumacher, yeah, and and that and that other Haas driver that, that shall that, yeah, yeah, we'll, remain we'll, nameless. We'll, yeah, we'll um, in, in a bit. Um, well, actually, that's a lovely segue into into the, our next topic, nice which is um, <laughs> there are there are four drivers who will be driving. Uh, at Monaco for the first time, so that would be Mick Schumacher, mm-hmm. um, Nikita Mazepin, Mazepin <laughs> um, Nicholas Latifi, and Yuki Tsunoda, who has who was my pick of the year in terms of I thought I, I think that you would do the best out of the rookies for the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously at Alpha Tauri, where he's partnered with with Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, Gasly got his first win last season, which was. Which is amazing, and I think the way that that Alpha Tauri is set up, um, really, it's a great yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, and, and to know there's a really, really sort of uh, like collected a couple of points, um, which is amazing, and obviously that has a lot to do with the car, but also getting used to a car like that, mm-hmm. I think, requires a lot of skill and 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 hard work. Um, so, what do we make of the three rookies? The three rookies so far. The rookies, yeah. um, well, well, certainly from certainly from seeing whoever's in that second seat, whether they're at the Red Bull or whether they're at the um, the sister team, Alpha, you know, Tari, that, that that seems to be a very very difficult seat because you look at the performances of Perez, who's who's shown moments where he's on he sort of qualifies on the front row and he's doing great and he's you know putting in great lap times but then in the race he'll just you know drop it coming out of the hip and somewhere end up in the gravel trap 
Sonoda, I think, is in a similar boat where there's quite a lot of pressure on him being in that second seat because Gasly is, is, is sort of arguably the Max Verstappen he's, of that team. Yeah. He's super quick. Um, he's clearly very talented. Seems like the door's closed for him to, to actually get back up into the main team again. Certainly whenever you see any yeah, of the reports. Horner was not stoked on his um, sort of mental state, um, which plays a big role, I think, at Red Bull, especially with Verstappen as a teammate. Yeah. Um, so much of it is, is mental, and he's clearly more comfortable at... That secondary at team. Alf, at AlphaTauri, mm. um, yeah. which is why he's doing so well. Exactly. So, but, um, you know, Sonoda, I think, came in with a hell of a lot of pace. Yeah. And he was exciting. You know, he was kind of driving the car to the max, which is great to see. Over curbs, sideways, everything else. Yeah. But that spin that he had at um, uh, Imola, the crash, where he, where, he, uh, mm. where he went into the barriers rather spectacularly, and with all the slow-mo cameras filming, yeah. didn't, didn't do much for his reputation, I don't think, in terms of him actually being able to deliver. Um, I think he fought bad back relatively well in the race but he needs to be kind of getting up into the top top midfield pack regularly yeah. I think and um, also some question marks over his kind of I mean he's very young you know yeah. you need to you need, you know, maybe need to give well, him a chance. He's my age he's like 20. One, 12. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's 14. <laughs> I think he's like 21, 22. He's, 21. He's, he's yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, so whether he's going to do well at Monaco, sure. I think if he can just keep it out to crash barriers, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. probably doing well. And the same with the Haas driver. And um, who else is there? Latifi. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, just in, uh, sort of touching on, on the guys at, uh, at Haas, um, Mick Schumacher and uh, Nikita Mazepin. Um, oh, Mick Schumacher. Yeah, yeah I mean... To have the Schumacher name back in Formula One is obviously a big deal. Um, the Haas has just been nowhere in terms of uh, pace yeah, in, yeah. in the races. Uh, they seem they've, to have. They've they they're using this year as very much a development year, um, is what I heard. So for basically for, the twenty twenty two next year. So this year is basically just um, just how, keeping themselves how many, on the how many races of of free practice yeah. <laughs> it's just R&D um, yeah. so I don't know in terms of Schumacher if that was necessarily the right move because people have such high expectations for that name mm. um, but you know maybe they'll get something sorted and um, within this year and, and come back strong next year who knows I think with them it's obviously you know first and foremost you're racing against your teammate so and that's he's clearly driven well, well beyond his yeah. team. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you know, there already is there's there's already sort of a barrier that he's overcome in that sense. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to sort of watch their development as the season you know as the season goes on and seeing if they can improve. Uh, you know, less less spins in in practice and exactly. and and, and quality and see and see what they can do in terms of um, of race pace if. If there are any upgrades that you know um, that us can do to the car, that would be quite interesting. Um, but you know, uh, Monaco is a, a track where outright pace uh, doesn't mean. I mean, that that that's not the sort of the prerequisite to win the race. Um, a lot of it comes down to driver skill, right? And and I think you know that could be uh, this could be a scenario where the less experienced drivers don't know how to really sort of like maneuver around that street circuit. Absolutely. Look, I mean, um, 
the thing with Monaco being obviously the jewel in the crown of the F1 uh, you know, calendar, yeah. plus then fans coming back for the first time means that there's going to be probably so much more buzz and so much more pressure that, that uh, the drivers and the teams are, are actually feeling because they've, they've all been in their bubbles now for the last, what, 18 months or whatever. Very, very controlled. Um, so now they're going to be sort of out in the open again. And remember, Monaco is all about um, qualifying well. They, you know, basically yeah. whoever's on that front row or in the front three or four positions has a really, really good shot of just gaining track position and then just holding on to it. I mean, how often have we seen the guy in front has been able to hold on to uh, like a really, really good win? It was mm. um, Ricciardo when he was running out of power yep. the, MG, the, MG, the other yeah. year. Um, and then Lewis when he's going on about how his tires have gone off, yeah. which may or may not have been acting up just for no, that man the team always, radio. That man, that man always he's complains. He's so good at that. He's yes. like, oh, I think my tires are done. Meanwhile, he's sitting past his laps. And you're like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, um, yeah, it's, you know, he, he really shows his, his metal. I mean, he, the mind games that he's he, experienced he plays, now, yeah. abs absolutely. It's, he just, he just really comes across yeah. as a, a composed individual who knows exactly what he wants and he gives the... And he, and, Until and he loses. Yeah, and, yeah <laughs> but, but, but then he's even gracious in defeat, Connor, because yeah. you'll, you'll congratulate Max or you know, the guy who unfortunately had a bit of a spin. Uh, <laughs> I know when, when, when Lando had an issue or when George Russell had an issue last year, you know, I mean, Hamilton quickly on social media would pop a message and pop a like comment hard, on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, he might look very youthful, but he is one of the senior guys <laughs> yeah. on the grid. Yeah. Um, and 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 Hamilton won. I mean, as as we, you know, as we mentioned, there wasn't a race in Monaco last year. Hamilton won in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Uh, this weekend will be his fourteenth time that he'll be racing in Monaco. He has three wins. Um, I'm surprised that isn't more. Actually, I'm so, that it's yeah. like four or five. Yeah. But but Ray, does that come down to again what you what you sort of mentioned? How notoriously difficult it is to overtake Monaco, at Monaco. Monaco's so like who, a procession. Who, it was on yeah. pole. You know, kind of dominates and and can just sort of hold on. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I mean, Max Max was in the lead at one point, I think, or a couple of years ago, he had that that hectic crash during quali, I think, yeah, yeah. Mm. which I think really really knocked him back racing there. Mm. So perhaps he has a couple of demons that he has to sort of overcome when he's when he's at Monaco on the the street circuit but undoubtedly the Red Bull should be in good shape because it's it's always been a good racing circuit for that team yeah. just in terms of handling uh, the power deficit doesn't seem to be so much of an issue yeah. so it's really going to be Max has to come through and 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 prove to kind of the whole grid that that he is one of those top contenders. Um, Lewis is obviously going to be very, very hard to beat because he just yeah. needs to put in a good quali. And if he's in front, it's almost like no one's going to get past him. Yeah, it's interesting that you mention how a particular circuit can get in, can can sort of get into a driver's mind and remain there. And, and I think about um, Charles, Charles Leclerc's uh, crash. Uh, at Baku, yeah. you know, we know it's, we, you know, and, and I mean, you know, I remember he saw over the, the team radio and stuff, but yeah, you know, coming, coming, sort of like, like returning to a circuit and knowing, oh, you know, three years ago, I buggered into that wall, or yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't do so well. Um, and then, you know, shame, every, every start of the season, um, 
there's a lot of pressure placed on on Valtteri Bottas. I think <laughs> I wrote a piece last week and I called him the unluckiest you know driver on the grid because mm. he's in arguably the fastest car and has been for the past couple of seasons. Mm. Obviously, you know the Red Bull now we've noticed is or or we've seen is able to match the the Merck. Um, but there's one, you know, massive stone in the way of, of Bottas, which is, is Lewis Hamilton. Um, but Bottas hasn't managed to beat Max Verstappen. Uh, yeah. And even on some occasions, Lando has, has finished ahead of the, of the Finn. Yes. Um, again, an opportunity for Bottas to stake his claim, to, to show everyone and probably to show himself that he can match... Um, Hamilton and, and Verstappen, is he able to do it or will the task be a little bit too... I don't know, I mean the, the fact that he's sort of just... I mean he hasn't performed badly but he, he's he's never really wowed in the same way that Hamilton yeah. has um, and he's in the same car, it's just... I don't know, I, I, I don't see him as kind of the same sort of caliber Mm. Um, as his teammate, which is, you know, just remember his teammate's, what, seven-time world champion. Yeah, the greatest of all time, um, arguably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there has been a lot of talk in terms of how the, the difference in the way that the cars are, are set up. Um, yeah. And we've known from previous, you know, sort of serial winners like Michael Schumacher, I mean, he could set up a car. Um, the same is being said about Lewis Hamilton in terms of the way that he can chat to his engineer mm and yeah. the feedback that he can give yeah. to them so that they can tweak the car to, uh, for him to extract the best out of it. Bottas doesn't seem to sort of be the most uh, talkative oak from, yeah. from what we've seen. And I mean, if, if, if you follow the race on, on sort of F1 Twitter, you know, shame, you know, they, they really give him a, a hard time. <laughs> a hard time yeah. um, Ray, what do you think about, about Bottas over the past couple of years and then into the season? No, for sure. Look, I mean, what's kind of always surprised me is how, particularly during free practice sessions and then maybe the first couple of qualies, he's, he's up the there. Pace, yeah. He's definitely on the mm. pace almost quicker than Lewis. Mm. Whereas I think maybe, maybe, that's a fair, maybe that's a fair point that you raised that throughout the weekend, Lewis is able to kind of develop the car, hone it just a tiny bit better. I think it was the last race weekend where he said that he went in the wrong direction for his setup for the last quali session, which meant that he wasn't as fast as he thought he was. This was at Spain. Um, but you could see that he was almost flustered there. And it, was, and it was a relatively rare occurrence for him to make a choice on setup and for it to not go the right way. Um, whereas Bottas, I think, just doesn't seem to have the pace when it comes to, to actual race pace. Um, Still, it just blows me kind of away that he's that he's always able to be within a tenth or two, often faster than Lewis during the quali sessions. But then in the race, he's kind of battling for maybe the last of the yeah. podium spots. Yeah. Um, I actually saw on the wires this morning that there's renewed talk of how Russell could definitely be gonna say, in the mix to be taking Bottas' position. That secure Grand Prix where Russell replaced Hamilton. Yeah. And look at and he climbed Hamil in and he was Bartes's on the straight away. At that Grand Prix. He was under pressure for sure. Yeah, and yeah. he and he didn't perform. Yeah. Um so um we can't not I mean we we we're talking about the Monaco Grand Prix. It is intrinsically linked to Formula One. Uh, as you said it's the jewel in the ground. Um the team that is, you know, on that same level as the sport is is Ferrari. Uh, Carlos Sainz obviously, you know, joined the the team this season. 
um, came out and said that he wasn't going to play second fiddle to, to Charlotte Clay. Yeah. Um, what do you guys make of, of Ferrari this season? Yeah, they've been a mixed bag, haven't mm. they? Because they were showing quite a lot of promise, um, I think, in the first race or so. Or certainly, basically, it's kind of uh, one of those scenarios where they're coming off a low base. So any kind of Im- improvement <laughs> is, <laughs> is um, seen as like a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they've quite got it to be challenging uh, Red Bull and Merck at the moment. Mm. Um, in terms of, look, Charles is a great, Charles is a great racer. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I have, I have no doubt that, that if he was in something closer to the car that he had previously, mm. when he was winning that race at Monza and everything else, that he would be fighting for those top, you know, podiums. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, science has also been an interesting one. He hasn't quite delivered either in that yeah. car but it's probably the same symptom of not having that much time through testing mm-hmm. and having to sort of learn on the job yeah, yeah it's it, you know i think we it's looking like another season where the world's most famous formula one team isn't going to be you know sort of challenging with the likes of, of mercedes and and red bull mm-hmm. um, and last season they had such a bad constructors championship they yeah. they finished fifth you know yeah. which is the lowest i think which is, many that's, a budget, yeah. that's a budget blow as well um so yeah. yeah and 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 there are teams who have strong sort of driver lineups i'm thinking of the likes of of um of mclaren with with Norris and both Mc, both mclaren drivers are ahead of the ferrari drivers in the stand yeah mm. um that say something yeah. you know i mean that puts them top three. Mm. Okay, Jane, so your top three, who are you looking at for Sunday's race? <sighs> we need to do some betting, I think. Bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Mercedes and the Red Bull, would you, do you see them dominating in terms of how things have gone? Uh, and then, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of focus on the championship battle between Hamilton and, and Verstappen. And, and I think from a neutral's point of view, it's great to have seen Verstappen win a race, you know, so far this Early season. On, yeah. He won at uh, um, at Imola. Mm. Um, he's never won at Monaco, so you know, again, a, a bogey, a bogey yeah. circuit for him. Yeah. We are backstreet racing for you know the first time in two years, mm. which again brings another little element to it. So who's gonna who's gonna get the most out of? So, from my point of view, I would say what's encouraging is that Red Bull generally have sort of only come good throughout the season, later in the season. You know, they've, they've often had kind of a false start. Um, something's not working on the car aero-wise or maybe the engine's not up to pace. And then normally by the end of the season, by the time they're getting to Bahrain and, and um, Abu Dhabi, then all of a sudden then Max is on the pace winning races. Mm. So now the fact that he's won relatively early and they've shown lots of promise has been good for the sport in terms of now it's creating some intrigue and yet ironically lewis has had the best start to a season that he's ever had isn't that insane the way the way that we're so focused on red bull doing well and yet lewis is further ahead than he's ever been but i think it's that that that's also made me almost like back um lewis to a certain degree because now he isn't just winning by miles and he's in the quickest car i know that that he's always spoken about how he wants to have some competition in the grid that isn't coming from his own team Mm. so Mm. in some ways i think um max is helping drive the entire season because now there is a competition going on um i'd say if i had to make a prediction for monaco it's most likely going to be uh mercedes and lewis 
I just think his experience there, you know, he has that kind of the tactical nous to play games over the radio, whether his tires are going off or he's battling with an engine problem or something. Meanwhile, he's just biding his time, probably saving the car. Yeah. So I think in quality, he'll be very hard to beat. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the Red Bull... Verstappen will put in a good quality. I hope so, yeah. Look, I mean, that that's basically his main shot, I would say, yeah. is to get ahead in quality, get uh, the track position. Hopefully, Red Bull don't pull any funny tricks where they call the guys in too early and the tyres aren't ready for a pit stop, a la Danny Rick uh, a couple of years ago. And, and, and well, I mean, Max, you know, Max uh, had, uh, had an issue in, in 2019 when he finished on the podium, he finished second and was, was delegated, was given a, a penalty yeah. for an unsafe release in the pit lane. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of things for him to overcome. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes into this weekend and how he, if he can manage to sort of maintain that pace and maintain that intensity mm. that, that, that we have no doubt Lewis Hamilton will have from, from the sort of get-go. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's definitely going to be an awesome race, uh, even though it can be... A bit of a procession like Connor yeah, said yes. but um, all of that kind of intrigue that goes with it I yeah. mean uh, the Formula One fans love it you know the intrigue over um, who's in front who's kind of got the best strategy who's, yeah. who's sort of doing what with their tires I mean I uh, I don't know whether the weather's going to play ball um, hope it rains That'd hopefully if there's a bit of a wet race in Monaco <laughs> that always cool. throws things Throws yeah. in a little spanner into the works. Yeah. And then yeah. strategy will really, hopefully Red Bull can sort out their strategy a bit. Yeah, for, they, for didn't do, they didn't do too well for, for old No, that was a, it's a little Max bit of last a... last weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slight. Cool. Thanks, James. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we hope that you enjoy the, the, uh, the race this weekend. <laughs> and um, yeah, of course, have a, have a look at our, our latest um, edition of, of CarMag. There's even a picture of me in it, actually. So that buy for any reason. <laughs> and um, yeah, join us for. Well, in in actual fact, this is a, oh, well a double header. So we have Monaco, and then we have Baku. Um, Azerbaijan is okay. the race the following weekend. So maybe we'll do this again. Next a lot week. of yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. we'll be here. And um, <laughs> thanks for joining us for the preview of the Monaco GP. Enjoy the race. Cheers.